0: Saturday afternoon, about 8 o'clock. Beautiful day. First day of our stay-at-home orders here in North Carolina. Still a really good day, though. Had a chance to get some things called up and was thinking about what I would say on this podcast tonight, today. And thought I'd cover probably one of the most confused, most misused, one of the most misquoted scriptures in the Old Testament it comes from 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now, did you catch how most people misquote that? Let me misquote it for you. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Takes, when they misquote it, it takes all of the work, all the responsibility, all of the issues from us, places it squarely on God's shoulders. But the scripture definitely says, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. See, those are two ends, those are two things, two commandments, two statements that we must do. We've got to seek his face. We have got to turn from our wicked ways. But I know what you're thinking. You're saying, oh, well, it's not by works lest any man should boast. And you're right. We cannot work our way to heaven. By no means, shape, form, or fashion can we actually. We're not good enough. Our our righteousness, the Bible says, is but filthy rags. But how do we get saved? How do we come to know the knowledge of Christ? He doesn't come and force us to follow him. He doesn't come and make us do what he wants us to do. No, he stands, he said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and he who opens... He who opens. So we've got to open up our heart and receive him. And he said, then I will come in and I will sup with him. So, see, even in salvation, we have a part to play. We have to, one, accept Christ. Two, we have to open ourselves up to him. Now, with this issue that we're having, the event that we're having right now with the coronavirus and the shutdowns and the stay-at-home orders, Uh, Gaston County, where I live here in North Carolina, this was our first day, as I said, of stay-at-home orders. Monday at 5 p.m., the entire state of North Carolina has stay-at-home orders for the next 30 days. That doesn't mean we can't come out of our house. It's not a quarantine. We're not stuck in the house. We can actually play in the yard, walk, do walks. We can actually go and, and walk on trails. We can go into the woods. We can go to the grocery store. We can do all of these things but we have to maintain a social distance. We have to maintain that six-foot distance between us and the next person. We can't congregate in greater than 50 people, greater than 10 people, greater than 100 people in some parts. See, we have a part to play in this. The government's doing their part, and we have a part to play. We're told that there's an illness, an evil illness out there called coronavirus, and it can kill you. And yes, it has killed thousands of people. But the thing is, we are required to stay at home. We are required to stay away from our neighbors. We are required not to go visiting. Our churches are even shutting down. I mean, we can't even go and worship together. So we're going online. We're doing podcasts. We're doing Facebook. We're doing YouTube. We're doing all these things to get the word out. Just because the building's shut doesn't mean that God's shut we have a thing, we have a part to play. He said to go into the highways and to compel them to go in. See, again, we have a part to play. We have something to do. And this is just another step. He said we would, he would heal our land if we would seek his face, if we would turn from our wicked ways, if we seek his face, And turn from our wicked ways. He's not obligated to heal our land even if we pray. If we're not willing to seek his face and to turn from our wicked ways. Now notice I keep emphasizing seek his face. Most people when we pray we're seeking his hands. We're seeking what he can do for us. Lord bless me Lord heal me Lord protect me Lord give me that new job Lord give me that new car Lord give me that new house Lord give me that spouse uh, let me and my girlfriend let me and my boyfriend get married whatever see we're seeking his hands we're seeking what God can do for us but we need to look up and we need to look at his face and we need to look into his eyes and we need to seek him it's only then that we will have a one-on-one relationship. If my wife, all she ever did was come to me and say, Robert, I won't, I want, I want." My wife is one of the least needy people in the world. Actually, that kind of drives me crazy at times. But she doesn't want, she doesn't ask for hardly anything. In the, in the 34 years that she and I have been together, we've, we started dating in April 1986, and in all of this time, we got married later in 1986, and all this time, I can probably count on my hands, the, on one hand, the number of times that she's come to me and said, Robert, I would like to have, or Robert, I would really want. So she doesn't, she doesn't ask for nothing from me. But when she talks to me, she looks at my face. She looks at me. She looks at who I am. That's what we've got to do with God. We've got to look to him. We've got to look to his face. We've got to seek his face. We pray, and in our prayer, we seek his face. Lord, just let me sit here with you for a little while. Let me just lay back against you, as the song says, and breathe. Let me just sit here on your lap, God. Now, as a child growing up, all of my Sisters And I have four sisters. They would climb up in my dad's lap. And he would hug on them and love on them. And even after they grew up, after they became women, after they become adults, they would still climb up on my dad's lap. And he would love on them. And he would hold them. And he would protect them. Now, I have a brother, so it's, you know, four girls, two boys. We weren't so bad as adults to climb on my dad's lap, but as a child, oh yeah, I sat on my dad's lap. I sat in my mom's lap multiple times. And they put their arms around me. And when I sit on their lap, and I know when my sisters sit on my dad's lap and he put his arms around them, they knew that there was nothing, nothing could hurt them. He would protect them with his very life. Well, as a child of God, we can climb up in God's lap, and we can look up at him, and he can put his arms around us, and we should know that there is nothing, no weapon formed against us will prosper. Now, does that mean that we won't get sick? Does that mean that we won't get laid off or fired? or Does that mean that loved ones won't die? No, that does not mean that. Because all of those things can happen to us. And it has happened to Christians a lot. But what it means is that while we're there, while we're sitting so close to God, we have a spiritual protection and a physical at that point, but we sometimes get sick. But trust me, even being sick and knowing that God's got you, is better than being sick and not having God. Well, you say, I don't know what I'm talking about. Let let me share with you just a little bit, and then we'll get back to the scriptures. Um, 25 years ago, I woke up blind. 25 years ago, shortly after my eyesight came back, I um, I had a headache. I got a headache. I don't usually get headaches. And this headache lasted for five long years. You you heard me. Five long years. At times it was so bad that I couldn't move. I couldn't get out of bed. Other times I was able to function. My legs didn't work. Sometimes I would drop things and I sure did forget a lot of stuff. I was diagnosed 20 years ago having multiple sclerosis. So I can tell you for a surety that when I say even being sick and having God put his arms around you is still better than not having God and putting his and not having his arms around us yeah we can be sick but we can still be Christians we can die with cancer we can die with multiple sclerosis we can even die with this coronavirus but we better not die without God because without God we're not going to make it to heaven but let's get back to the scriptures that was a freebie that was a side note it says if my people so we know that he's talking to christians we're, he's talking to his children he's talking to those followers of his if my people will humble ourselves humble ourselves wow now that's a tough one does that mean that we're proud and that we're arrogant <laughs> yes that's exactly what that means And a lot of times that's exactly what we are, proud and arrogant. So proud, so arrogant that we don't want to go to God and ask him for help. We've got this. We can do this by ourselves. Trust me, Rand. You cannot do any of this stuff without God. You can't be a good father. You can't be a good husband. You can't. Let me rephrase it. You can be a good father. You can be a good husband. But you can't be the best that you can be without God you can be good but your good's not going to equal what God can allow you to be you can be good you can be a good man you can not break any laws and you can love your wife and your children or you can love your husband and your children and, and do all the things that you're supposed to do but if you don't know God if you've not accepted Him then you're missing out on being the best that you can be. I'm not saying as a Christian father and as a Christian husband that I've never made a mistake. Oh, I do. I make a mistake. But I've got enough God in me that I can go to my wife, I can go to my children, I can even go to my grandchildren and ask for forgiveness. But I can also go to God and ask Him for forgiveness. So if my people, which are called by my name, Christians, shall humble themselves and pray, prayer, Prayer changes everything. May not change the circumstance, but it changes our outlook on the circumstance. Twenty-five years I've been fighting off and on this this thing called multiple sclerosis. I've prayed, I've asked God to heal me. And he hasn't yet. Doesn't mean he won't, because I know he will. He said, by my stripes ye are healed. You are healed. I may not be healed on this earth, but when I go home to heaven, I will be permanently healed where there is no pain, where there is no sorrow, where there is no coronavirus, where there is no multiple sclerosis, where there is no cancer, where there is no cold, where there's no skin, knees, or stump toes. None of that. None of that's in heaven. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face. Look toward Him. Look for Him. Ask Him to come and sit beside of you. Or ask Him if you can come and sit beside of Him. And turn from their wicked ways. Whoa! wait a minute. We're talking to Christians, aren't we? If my people which are called by my name, yeah, that would be Christian. Will turn from their wicked ways? Oh, but Christians are not wicked. Uh, unfortunately... Yes, we're still in this body of flesh. Yes, we're still in this nature, human nature. The old sin nature's been killed. The old sin nature is is it's dead, but we can resurrect it if we allow it to resurrect. But there's times when, as Christians, we say things we're not supposed to say. We do things we're not supposed to do. Or maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just that way maybe i I fly hot when i shouldn't or you know bible says that i can be angry but sin not so i can be mad but if i was going to be mad and not ever be able to you know sin why would he say be angry and sin not so there are times when christians we say things and we do things that we shouldn't do those are the wicked ways Maybe we see somebody that comes into our church that's not dressed like us or acts like us. Maybe we know that individual personally. And when they walk into church, oh my gosh, did you see what that person was wearing? Or, oh my gosh, how dare they come into church with, with uh, shorts and a T-shirt on and flip-flops. Why do we get so concerned with what people are wearing? It's not the clothes, Christ said, that makes the man. It's not what we eat, it's not what we wear. But we are so quick to judge people for, oh my gosh, did you see that woman she had on a pair of jeans? <sighs> I belong to a Pentecostal church and that used to be one of the you know, battle cries. Oh, so you couldn't wear jeans as a, as a woman. You couldn't come to church with jeans or pants. Why not? Why not? Now, if you say, well, because the Bible says, show me in the Bible where it says. Now, me, I wear a suit and a tie to church. Does that make me better? No. But that's the way I was raised. And it's hard to go past that sometimes. feels odd for me not to be in a suit and a tie when I'm in church. Now, tomorrow morning, you know, we're going to have... Sunday school I'm going to probably if it's not raining be sitting at my patio on Facebook Live doing Sunday school I will not be in a suit and a tie I don't think I'll be in a shirt and a pair of pants but I will not be in a suit and a tie we'll have online services you know I'm going to watch it but I'm not going to be sitting there in a suit and a tie but I when I go to God's house I I put on my best that's just me But what if that individual, the the best that they have is blue jeans and a t-shirt or shorts and a t-shirt? What's the problem with that? There isn't. There isn't an issue. We're so quick to just condemn people for what they look like or who they are. Every one of us has got a past. And turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. God said he would hear us if and only if We pray, seek his face, and turn from our wicked ways. He said, then I will hear. Then, right then. Now, let's leave out one of those. Let's pray and seek his face, but let's not turn from our wicked ways. Do you think he'd still hear us? He'll hear our prayers, yes. But he's not obligated to. Well, let's say pray and and turn from our wicked ways. Let's just buy some self-help books and teach ourselves how to be good, better, have a better you. Well, that's not what the scriptures are saying either. It says, seek his face, pray, seek his face, turn from wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. Then I will hear from heaven. He's on the throne in heaven, and he will hear us when we pray and seek his face, and we are willing to turn from our wicked ways, and we turn from our wicked ways. He will hear us, and he will forgive our sins. But we're Christians. Remember, this scripture is written to his people. Now, I know in the Old Testament, um, in Second Chronicles, In any of the books of the Old Testament, we weren't called Christians. We were first called Christians in the New Testament at the Church of Antioch. Okay, I understand that. But his people. This is not just talking about Israel. It's not talking about, you know, Jacob's children. It's talking to all of his children. Because when you look at Jacob, when you look at Israel, when they left the land of Egypt there were more than just Jewish people. There was Egyptians. There was other nationalities. There was other people with them. And even at this point, when they're wandering around in the desert, there's more than just Jewish people there. When they were in Egypt, there was more than just Jewish people there. When Before they even went to Egypt, guess what? There was more than just Jacob's family and their wives or husbands or grandchildren, children. There was more people that decided to follow. So he's saying all of his people that encompass everybody that follows him. So if they will hear, he will hear from heaven. He will forgive their sins and then, and then he will hear our, heal our land. Now, our land is sick, and I'm not talking about the coronavirus. I'm not talking about global climate warming. I'm not talking about anything other than we have a sin in this land. And that sin is the sin of disobedience. That sin is sin. See, it's not a gun problem. It's not a drug problem. It's not an abuse problem. It's not a coronavirus problem. It's a sin problem. I'm not telling you if you're a Christian you won't get sick with the coronavirus. You can. You can. But what I'm telling you is all of this came about because of sin. Maybe not the sin of your life, but the sin from the Garden of Eden. The original sin. All of this came from sin. It wasn't designed this way. However long ago that God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was without form and void, and darkness filled the the deep, and the spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters, however long ago that was, if you want to believe it was 6,000 years ago, if you want to believe it was a million years ago, I don't care, I'm not going to argue that point, if you want to believe that the earth is 17 billion, quazillion years old, go ahead and believe it, it doesn't change the fact that God created it doesn't change it a bit i'm not going to argue that point so however long ago it was 2020 was not supposed to be like this 2020 was not supposed to have a coronavirus 2020 was not supposed to have a virus 2020 was not supposed to have any of this stuff but because of sin Entering in to the earth, into the world, through the Garden of Eden and the original disobedience of Adam and Eve. Sin entered, sickness entered, diseases entered, pestilence entered, natural disasters entered. All of that entered. And here we are, 2020. Stay-at-home orders pretty much around the world. Some places, quarantine. You can't even come out of your house. So wherever you're living, physically... Think about what I've said. It's not about what He can do for us. It's all about Him. It's all about Him. It's all about Him being God. If He never done anything else for you, He's still God. If He never healed you, He's still God. If He never calmed another storm, He's still God. If he never brought you through a darkness, he's still God. If he never done a single other thing than just dying on the cross of Calvary, that's all you need is the cross of Calvary. You don't need all of that other. Now, thank God he does heal us. Thank God he does deliver us through the darkness. Thank God that he's there to help us and protect us and keep us. But if he didn't, wouldn't change the fact that he is still God. He died on the cross of Calvary 2,000 years ago. Shed his blood. Shed his blood for us. Took those stripes upon his back for us. Took the beard being pulled out for us. Took the spitting on for us. Took the humiliation for us. He took the heartbreak for us all because he loves us so trust me when I say no matter what he does he's still God now this coronavirus it didn't take him by surprise like it's not taken him by surprise all the wars and the rumors of wars none of that has ever taken him by surprise but he's still God and he's still in charge And he's still in control. But we have a sickness in our land. And that sickness is sin. And he said if my people. Which are called by my name. Shall humble themselves. And pray. And seek my face. And turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. And will forgive their sin. And will heal their land. Make America great. I'm not bad mouthing the president. I'm not bad mouthing any political party. But make America great, the only one way we can do that is we follow the scripture and we turn to Christ. And we turn from our wicked ways. We humble ourselves and we pray. And he will forgive our sins because he hears our prayers. And he will heal our land. And we can be great. He's blessed us beyond measure. And there's so many blessings left for us. We don't have those blessings because we don't ask for those blessings. And we don't have those blessings because we won't follow this scripture. We like to leave that part out about turn from our wicked ways. When we do this scripture to the T, to the letter, to the jot and the tittle, he said, it's a promise. I will hear you, I will forgive you, and I will heal you. Guys, be careful out there. Stay safe. Love each and every one of you. Don't know who's going to listen to this now or in the future. I pray that you will get a blessing from it. And remember what I've said. Pray. Seek. Turn. And he will hear. Forgive. And he'll love you.